Hello there, I'm your host, McNeil Mulliken, and you are listening to the McNeil and Friends Podcast. Here I invite different people to talk about all topics relating to cinema. Visit the McNeil and Friends Podcast website at www.mcneilandfriendspodcast.com to learn more about the podcast and where you can find episodes. You can support the McNeil and Friends Podcast by following or subscribing on the platform you listen to podcasts and by leaving a rating or a review. You can also support the McNeil and Friends Podcast by telling your friends, and if you don't have any, you can tell your family. Thank you for listening. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Season 4 of the McNeil and Friends Podcast. Today, I'm here with my friend Tucker Wolf, and we're here to bring you guys the Spooky Season Special for 2021. How's it going, Tucker? I'm doing really well. How are you? I'm doing well. Um, I want to do something different this year for a Spooky Season or Halloween-themed episode because you and I have done a Top 10 Horror episode and Top 10 Psychological Thriller episode in the past. So instead of you know, doing like some type of deep dive into um, a particular subgenre of horror. I thought we'd give recommendations for each of the main horror subgenres. Um, Sounds awesome. Yeah, and so I've had you on for these horror-esque episodes in the past, and I wanted to have you back for this one, especially considering this is your uh, all-time favorite genre, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, pretty Um, much. So refresh everybody's minds as to why you love horror movies. Um, I think I've said this on another episode, but it, I think it mostly has to do with uh, keeping an audience captivated. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think horror movies just have a special way of doing that, uh, pretty much unlike any other genre other than maybe thriller. Um, yeah. And thriller and horror kind of bleed, you know, into each other very often. Um, but yeah, I right. think it has to do with holding an audience's attention for, you know, a prolonged period of time. So, yeah. And plus, you're a big fan of literary horror as well oh yeah yeah definitely i mean it's it's the same thing in a same thing in a book i mean a really good writer can hold a reader's attention uh pretty much over any subject matter but i feel like horror just has a way of you know (laughs) giving the writer a nudge in the right direction (laughs) yeah so uh like I said, we're giving recommendations for each of the main horror subgenres for spooky season and those genres are body horror and gore comedy horror folklore horror, found footage horror, gothic horror, natural horror, psychological horror, science fiction horror, slasher horror, and supernatural horror. It is so weird to say horror you know, that many times in a row. You know, I was about to say, you know when you like say a word too many times and then it doesn't sound like a word anymore? Kind of like when you repeat your name. <laughs> sure, I don't repeat my name, but... <laughs> I don't I don't know why I would. It's just to each their own, I guess. If I say my name and well, I do at the end of the episode when I'm like McNeil and Friends, oh, blah, yeah, blah blah blah. And it's true. like I'm saying my name so many times and eventually it doesn't even sound like my name. <laughs> I'm just but picturing you sitting in your room just repeating your name to yourself. McNeil. Over and over McNeil. And over again. <laughs> that'd, that'd make a pretty good horror movie. Right, <laughs> <might>, yeah, actually. <laughs> um and uh well also before we get started, I have some rapid fire questions about horror movies I want to ask you if you're ready oh, for that. Yeah. Oh yeah. I don't know I don't know if I'm ready, but um I'm excited. Okay. Uh favorite horror genre. Um hmm. That's probably supernatural. Probably supernatural. Okay. I'm gonna go with psychological horror. Okay. I like ghosts. Fav- so Okay. <laughs> cool. Yeah. I mean a lot of people do. Uh favorite horror director. Oh, geez, I have no idea. Um, 
I'm still on the James Wan train. James Wan? Wan, Wan. I've heard it both ways. <laughs> I don't think I've ever heard Wan before. Oh, really? Well, um, I've heard it. <laughs> I've heard it both ways, but yeah, I'm still on. I'm still in his camp. Okay. Um, favorite horror film? Oh, wait. I, w- I forgot to say mine. Mike Flanagan is mine. Okay, cool. Um, favorite horror film? Like of all time? Of all time. Oh, dude, I have no idea. I'm looking at my list, but it's probably not on my list. Um, probably The Conjuring. I, I really, really, really. Love, okay, I, really I thought you were gonna go with The Shining. Movie. No, it's probably still The Conjuring. Okay. Um, obviously, mine's Psycho. Okay. Um, yep. So this one's interesting. Most disturbing, not necessarily scariest horror movie you've seen. Disturbing. Yes. Um, I don't know. I try. I, I don't I don't want to say that I try to stay away from like just disturbing for the purpose of being disturbing. Um mm-hmm. but I kind of do just cuz I don't think that's a very valid way of like creating a horror movie. Um so I, I try agree. not to like steer into that direction too much. Um I don't know. For some reason the Saw movies like really messed me up. I saw them when I was like pretty young. Um, well, yeah, and, that would definitely mess up a kid. <laughs> yeah, I saw him when I was pretty young, and like I liked horror movies pretty much throughout my whole life, uh, but those I could just not get behind. I just thought they were like just gross for the point of being gross and unnecessary. That's kind of the way I feel about a couple of genres we're going to talk about today. Yeah. And so I, I agree with you in, in that sense. Um, but for me, I'm going to go with Mother. Oh, yeah. You were telling me about that the other day. <laughs> yeah, it, it crosses the line. In terms of brutality, and oh. I, let me let was, me also go with um, Hereditary and that was my second option. Hereditary for this. Yeah. and Midsummer, both. I don't like either at all. <laughs> I like mid I like Midsummer or Midsummer, however you want to say it. But Hereditary, I'm not um, here for it. <laughs> that one was pretty <laughs> disturbing. That was like one that actually bothered me, and I yeah. hadn't been like scared since anything I'd seen since The Conjuring. Yeah, um, and those, so those probably really, go like, above the saw movies for me but um and mother's not scary it was just like disturbing right and it was not something that i wanted to experience yeah i just turned it on because i didn't like i just knew it was another one of these types of psychological horror movies and yeah right not ever watching that one again um (laughs) uh most anticipated upcoming horror film um you sent me the trailer for uh i think it's called the black phone the other day yeah that yes. looks really cool, and yeah. um, the sin- the sinister movies like scared the crap out of me. Um, so I'm pretty excited for that. Yeah, and Ethan Hawke is now playing a villain, and he's never done that before, right. and was pretty like vocally adamant about never playing a villain oh, until really? he got this script. Yeah, right. and so and he looked like he was doing a great job. Yeah, um, I'm excited for scary. that one. And I'm excited for Jordan Peele's next movie, Nope. Yeah, me too. Definitely. And one coming out in a couple weeks called Last Night in Soho. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So those are the three I'm looking yeah. forward to. Definitely. And last but not least, scariest horror movie you've ever seen. That's, um, I feel like that's kind of um, a question that's going to trap me because um, <laughs> there's a lot of different ways that a movie can be scary. Um, yeah. you can talk about if it like scares you after the movie ends and if you stay afraid of it for a long time, or you can talk about jump scares or disturbing factor. Um, I'm gonna say, I keep going back to the conjuring, but I saw that when it 
first came out and I was still pretty yeah. young um, and seeing it in the theaters was pretty frightening for a younger kid. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> um, so like whenever I watch, I'm not like afraid of it now because I've seen it so many times. Right. But like thinking back on that memory, that's probably the most afraid I've been of a movie like sitting in a seat. You know what I mean? I'm 100% with you. So, uh, the the Conjuring's my choice as well. Yeah. That it's, movie was scary I mean, in the theaters. <laughs> yeah, and that was like my first real experience with any horror movie. That was probably was, my first time sitting in a movie theater watching a brand new horror movie. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was pretty scary. And you, you would have been like, what, 14 when that movie came out? I think so. It was 2013 so. when it came out. Yeah, so. yeah, I would have yeah. been 14 then. Which, yeah. like, I know I said I was pretty young. I mean, I, I would consider 14 pretty young. So. For a horror movie, sure, yeah, yeah. Um, and so to add to this little topic here, we're gonna do. I'm gonna read some of the comments that we've got on my Instagram post about the scariest movie uh, some of my followers have seen. So here are the movies of their choice. Sinister. This this comment is sinister is pretty frightening. Next one says, "I'll never forget secretly watching The Exorcist when I was a kid and pausing it to turn the lights on and shut the drapes." <laughs> That'll do it to you if you watch The Exorcist as a kid. Um, next one. I remember being so afraid to rewatch Insidious after the first time. It scared me so badly. I finally rewatched it this year and wasn't nearly as scared. Dude, the Conjuring scares me every time I watch it, though. Yeah, I w- I would agree with the sinister comment or um the uh, Insidious? Insidious comment and yeah. the sinister comment. Sinister scary as yeah. heck. <laughs> yeah. So so we've got so far Sinister, Exorcist, Insidious. Uh, next one says the Conjuring for me. Another one says, the one that scared me the most when I was a kid, when I wasn't supposed to watch it, was The Nightmare on Elm Street, but the remake version. Ah. Um, interesting. I am uh, a fan. <laughs> yeah, I'm not, well, I haven't seen the remake. I have, I have no interest in it because I, I don't like, <laughs> same, I, I hate the first one, which I know we, you and I are in the minority, but we'll get to, when we get to that subgenre, yeah. I guess we'll get to that more. That's fine. Uh, next one, Insidious and Sinister legitimately kept me up for weeks after watching them. Wow. Fair enough. Uh, next says, uh, uh, next one is Insidious Easily. Yep. Uh, really? I'm kind of, sh- you know, I'm kind of surprised by the number of Insidious comments. Same, yeah. I mean, it's scary, but I would put The Conjuring and maybe even Sinister above Insidious. Yeah, I don't know. Insidious didn't bother me too bad. Yeah. We've got a couple more. Uh, Such a tough one. Conjuring's exorcism scene is pretty intense, though. Yep, that's what did it for me. Um, I find that the least scary scene in the movie, to be honest with you. Really? Well, I I, I I guess the... the the subtle scares are much more effective. Like the, the one with like the wardrobe, sheet, the wardrobe scare is pretty bad. That's the one that got me the most. Um, the laundry sheet, um, like silhouette of a per that's pretty bad. Yeah. The hands clapping. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I like those a lot more than I like the high action, um, scenes like the yeah. actual exorcism, but it was still all of it was frightening. Um, oh yeah, definitely. This is an interesting one. The autopsy of Jane Doe. Okay. That one's pretty spooky. Mm-hmm. Um, alien. I was terrified of the aliens, but mostly the face huggers <laughs> going into any room. Had an irrational fear of my chest, or had an irrational fear my chest would burst. <laughs> Doesn't everyone? And lastly, <laughs> Shrek Two. Okay, uh, I think you. I think you might have a troll in the comments. I don't know. It brings back some pretty horrific memories for me. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, so let's get started with our first genre, shall we? Yeah, that sounds good. All right, genre number one or subgenre number one. 
One I'm not a huge fan of. Probably my least favorite on here, but let's just go ahead and get it out of the way. Body horror and gore. Mm. So obviously this is a genre where it's not like, not necessarily a slasher. It's just that Mm -mm. something's happening to people's bodies. Yeah. I mean, I feel like body horror is really hard to define. Um, I was talking with my fiance. I can call her my fiance now. Congrats. Um, (laughs) I was talking with my fiance the other day um, about like, what I should pick for all these categories. Um, and she was like, I don't even know what body horror is. And I couldn't seem to define it. It's like kind of this weird category that like doesn't have a like really hard definition, I don't think, or at least it shouldn't. Um, are you looking up the definition? Yes, I am. Here we are. What it's uh, body horror or this is a new word. This is a different definition I've seen than previously. Body horror or biological horror. Huh, mm. Whatever is a subgenre of horror that intentionally showcases grotesque or psychologically disturbing violations of the human body. Okay, well, I mean that's fine, I guess. <laughs> but um, like, I guess an example would be like I've seen one, uh, and and obviously some of these genres can kind of go into you know kind of mm-hmm. cross paths. Each but, other, yeah. Uh, sure. a, a sci-fi horror that is a body horror movie is Invasion of the Body Snatchers, where right. I feel like there's a lot of sci-fi. Uh, yeah. body crossovers. Yeah, and my, my pick is actually one kind of a loose categorization, but, you know, I, like again, I don't really care for many of these movies, so I'm just going to go with one that is pretty well known and not really an obvious answer for this category would be for sci-fi, but uh, what, what's yours, though? My answer is Life, the 2017 film, so uh, pretty much direct crossover into the sci-fi category. Yeah. Um, but it's definitely body horror, so... <laughs> Okay, yeah, I mean, mine's mine's pretty similar, and the mm-hmm. one that was uh, that totally inspired life, which is mm-hmm. Alien. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, yeah, I mean, um, it's like I said, kind of a loose categorization because it is the sci-fi, and I think there are movies that would just fall directly under this category. Right. Um, like I mean, one that I always come across that I haven't seen is called The Fly. Mm-hmm. But yeah, um, yeah, but uh. Alien, obviously, you know, it's got the, the alien bursting out of the chest. That yep. is clearly something happening to somebody's body. So, yeah, yeah, body. Horror. And, and I mean, life plays off of a lot of the alien tropes, uh, you know, right. Like weird stuff going down people's throats and killing them and, you know, yeah, things of that nature. Um, and I think we should probably also mention that these aren't necessarily our favorite movies of yes. every category. I think we need yeah. to be transparent with that. I agree. Yeah, that's something I forgot to mention. I had written because life is not my favorite movie. <laughs> right? Yeah. I mean that that one's like that one's okay. I know it's got yeah. a lot of haters out there. I had an yeah. all right time with it. It's not like amazing by any means, but yeah, like you said, these aren't like necessarily my my favorite choices for the categories per se. But yeah, um, I just kind of tried to pick something fun um, that right. people might actually be able to go watch something that they haven't seen necessarily. So that was my strategy as well. Um, so yeah, I, I mean, I don't really feel like I need to expand on body horror and gore anymore i it's just a pretty boring genre to me overall yeah i know it's got its fans out there so i'm not trying to offend anybody but it's just not really my cup of tea yeah no i'm not i'm not huge on it um i think body horror is probably best used um in small doses (laughs) yeah it may be more like subtly in a in a right another genre i don't really care for it as it's standalone thing you know right so Yeah. All right. Moving on to a pretty interesting uh, category here or subgenre, comedy horror. Yeah, this was a, kind of a hard one actually because I don't watch a lot of comedy horror. 
I don't uh, either, but I've seen a few, and mm-hmm. um, some of them not a huge fan of, but there are a few that I do really like. Um, the obvious answer for me, and probably for you as well, and I guess it depends on, I mean, obviously comedy is kind of a subjective definition, but uh, for me, this is not my, my choice, but the obvious answer would be American Psycho. You and I have talked about that mm-hmm. one a lot. It's a, yeah. definitely a satirical uh, like black comedy about you, you know right. a serial killer that lives or and works on Wall Street, right. um, but that's I've got a I've got a different choice. What about you? Yeah, I do too. Actually, okay. Um, do you want to go first? Sure. Yeah, I guess we can swap if you want both times. Yeah, that sounds good. Um, I'm gonna go with one that I saw in the theaters a couple years ago and was very surprised by and and had a great time with. this, ready or not? <laughs> Is that yours? That's what I picked too. Oh, okay. I don't have Um, a backup. (laughs) I have, I mean, I have like two honorable mentions and that would be um, Hot Fuzz and uh, Shaun of the Dead. Okay. Um, Yeah. Those are both really funny, but also I think technically horror movies, even though they're not like scary in any way. Um, But those were going to be my honorable mentions. But yeah, ready or not, it's definitely fun. I don't think a ton of people saw it. No. Um, And I thought it was pretty good. Like I, I had fun with it. Yeah, I I was very surprised by it. Like, I mean, it was it was totally bonkers. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, especially just from the beginning, like they start right at the wedding, and then apparently this family has this very strange ritual where if somebody marries into the family, uh, they have to play a game by was it like by a spinning wheel that determines what game they play? Yeah, it's something like that. Yeah. Yeah, and so they landed on hide and seek, mm-hmm. and um, you know, the the bride who married into the family runs to hide thinking she's just playing game of hide and seek but you know the family shuts the doors and they get all their weapons out they got like <laughs> shotguns and <laughs> knives and swords or whatever it was and they're just going out for the hunt yeah and if the, the, the basically the point of the game is if she survives and she can stay in the family yeah and then I, um she goes did crazy not have high there. expectations i didn't either no. i liked it i actually thought it was pretty good the ending was hilarious though <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and so out of just totally out of left field but um i really enjoyed it i think people would have a good time with this one it's got that oh, haunted yeah. house vibe it's got the comedy in it it's um definitely got some brutality in there that's you know the typical horror type movie or whatever i mean it's got a lot of things kind of culminated into one but overall it is a comedy horror so mm-hmm. yeah and if you choice. haven't seen um hot fuzz or Shaun of the dead go watch those because they're yeah. great all right so next one here this is a category that i find really interesting and i'd like to see what you think of this category um folklore horror yeah yeah um so i think for my pick, oh, I think probably a lot of people have seen this, but probably wouldn't pick it for folklore horror. But I picked The Village. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, because it's not, I don't think it's based off of any, like, true for folklore. Of course, like, that begs the question, what is true folklore? Uh, right. But um, the movie, like, plot has to do a lot with, like, it's a small village, obviously, and it has to do with their belief system and what they believe to be true um, and what their folklore is. So... Um, I definitely think it qualifies for a folklore horror movie. Um, and it's good. I mean, it's M. Night Shyamalan, so you can kind of go either way with him. Um, a lot of people like him. A lot of people hate him, though, too. Uh, but I tend to, I tend to like some of his stuff, and this is one of them. Um, so, yeah, it's a good one. Yeah, um, that's not my favorite of his, but not my least favorite either. Yeah, I Um, agree. I I wasn't a huge fan of the twist. Mm -hmm. Um, 
I yeah, actually I've, like the twist in the village, but I feel like it it, it was one that could have been better. But that's like a, with a lot of his movies, right? Because you've got there's so many where it's like these twists are just totally out of nowhere, and you're like, right. what what is this supposed to even mean? It's gonna land for some people and not for others. Yeah, and that's the one I think people are. It, it's got it's the most mixed bag of yeah. M Night Shyamalan's movies. But you know, for people who aren't familiar with folklore horror, it's it's one that typically includes elements in uh, of like a, a rural setting or themes mm-hmm. of isolation, religion, right. nature, darkness, you know, whatever. Um so I think a lot of times you would have maybe even like vampire stuff come into this one or yeah. Yeah, werewolves or whatever. But then you've got the weird cults. Yeah. And there and that's the ones that I find more interesting than like the monster type. Right. For folklore. Um, so we are, we already talked about this, and it wasn't going to be my choice, but the obvious answer for me would be Midsommar. Mm-hmm. And that's like, um, you know, one that's made currently, or made in, you know, modern day, yeah. and it was definitely inspired by some other. So I've got two here. Do you okay. want me to go with my old option or my modern option? Mm, go with an old option. Okay. I'm going to go with The Wicker Man from 1973. Okay, cool. yep. Have you seen it? Yeah. Uh, it's been probably at least a decade, but yeah. Oh wow, so it's a long time ago. I saw it when I was a kid, like a very little kid. I think Midsommar was 100% inspired by that movie. Yeah, yeah, 100%. That's fair. That's and fair. it's um it's not necessarily like it's, it's categorized as a horror movie. There's no mm-hmm. jump scares or anything like that, but the setting and the uh yeah. the atmosphere of the movie is like very a, unsettling. It's definitely a freaky movie. Yeah. It is yeah. I mean the whole point is um I think it's a police officer shows up to this, you know, kind of isolated island and looking for a missing mm-hmm. woman yeah. and uh what and then stumbles across this cult that lives there and is led by um who's played by uh Christopher Lee I believe um mm-hmm. who is Count Dooku and uh <laughs> and in he's, Lord of the Rings. he's also plays Count Dooku um in that movie that's the same character so I guess so <laughs> <laughs> um but a very more eccentric version of Count Dooku shall we say <laughs> And uh, uh, it, it's it's interesting. It's not necessarily the most entertaining, but it's interesting to watch in in the uh, with the perspective of how it influenced so many movies that came after it, like Midsommar. I'll have to rewatch um, it. I mean, it's like one of my mom's favorite movies. I think. Oh yeah, I think that's why we watched it when I was little. Um, okay, so I'll have to rewatch it and kind of formulate my own opinion. But yeah, good pick though. Yeah, it's 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 pretty creepy, very unsettling, and the ending was pretty crazy. Yeah, definitely. Um, so if you guys want more of an older pick for something that's more about the uh, a, a weird cult, go with uh, The Wicker Man. I yeah. wouldn't necessarily watch the remake with Nick Cage. I haven't seen it, but I, I don't <laughs> hear good things about it at all. And I understand. <laughs> oh, jeez. That's, so, that's its own, like, whole podcast. <laughs> yeah, it's another discussion for another day. <laughs> um, so found footage. This is an interesting one. Um, mm-hmm. So... Uh, who started with folklore? Is it you? I think so. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so, all right. So, my choice. I, this is a genre I'm still familiarizing myself with. I haven't I seen a agree. lot of them. I would agree. Um, and I think it might even have the 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 least amount of movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because it's I, well, so I mean, specific. it's a so new genre. It's like a very new genre, just because like it's found footage. So, right. I mean, that really did. I don't feel like that really came into being until like Paranormal Activity or maybe. Like the others and stuff like that. Isn't the others found footage? No, the others. Oh, isn't. really? Oh, um, I thought it was. I'm gonna go with the one that started it all, the Blair Witch Project. There you go. That's yeah, what I was thinking. Of, 1999. Paranormal yeah. Activity was like a couple years after. Yeah. Um. 
but th- I mean, it's a genre that I I, I really like. Um, mm-hmm. It's very interesting and an original, unique concept. And uh, you know, just watching something that feels real, mm-hmm. I think, makes it even more suspenseful and creepy. Right. Um, even if there aren't a lot of jump scares or anything, because that's right. not always what makes something scary. And so, because right. like you've got this, you're just you're you're traveling with this group of people, whether they're in the woods or in a house or something, and they um, uh, you know, they're trying to find like in Blair Witch Project a witch, or there's ghosts that they're investigating in a house. Something along those lines. It just, I mean, it, it's so creepy. It plays right into the hand of like the popularization of YouTube um, and people like posting their own, you know, quote unquote, found footage mm-hmm. uh, horror stories. Because, I mean, you see that yeah. on YouTube like all the time. And right when YouTube became popular, you started to see it a lot too, um, where like people would post like, yeah. what is this that I caught on tape? And most, I mean, like, I want to say most of the time. Pretty much all the time, it seems fake. <laughs> um, but right, you know, you never know. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I even stumble upon questions online where people are like, "Was the Blair Witch Project real?" <laughs> right. Yeah. It's yeah. like, um, no. I mean, but right when Paranormal Activity came out, there were there was a bunch of stuff like that on the internet as well. Yeah, another famous one is Cloverfield. Yeah, um, I've actually only seen the sequel. The right. Tim Cloverfield lane, but that that one's not found footage. But yeah, I'm gonna go with Blair Witch Project. It was it was very creepy, um, definitely very original and uh, clearly influential when it came out because it spawned this whole subgenre. Um, but uh, it's it's a it's a good one. If you guys haven't seen it, definitely check that one out. It's 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 different, but it's it's pretty creepy. Cool. How about you? Um, so I'm gonna go with kind of a weird one for this category. Um, okay. But I have a reason for it. Um, and that's sinister. And while this huh. is, it's not a traditional like found footage movie. It's about a guy who moves into a house and finds a bunch of finds a bunch of footage of yeah. these serial killings happening. Um, so I'm gonna qualify it as found footage. Definitely a loose categorization, but I'll give it to you. Um, he finds footage, does he not? <laughs> he does. Yeah, it's kind of hard to argue with. <laughs> um, <laughs> But so, I mean, yeah, I, mean, I guess you, I mean, you could argue that it's not the movie itself isn't found footage, but yet, but he does right. find footage. It's about so. a move. It's about a guy who finds footage of horror things right. taking place. So I think it's fair. Um, and also, Sinister is great. It's extremely scary. Um, yeah. And I thought it was pretty original as well, um, which yeah. I think we're kind of defining as a staple of the category. Mm-hmm. Um, so there you go. Yeah, and it, I don't know if you saw this, but recently there was some science experiment done, like a professional one, where mm-hmm. they would measure people's reactions or responses that. to uh, very famous horror movies. And this was the one that people reacted to the most, yeah. as in they were the most scared yeah. to Sinister. And I remember you and I watched it, like both, I think we had both seen it for the first time together. Mm-hmm. And it was like super late one night, and it was super spooky. Um, but Sinister yeah, that, is that was a good frightening one. film. Yeah, and it's, it's got up, me looking it's, forward to the Black Phone because it's, it's Scott Derrickson there. coming back and Ethan Hawke. So right, yeah, it's up there for I think one of the scarier movies I've ever seen. It might be the scariest. I know I said The Conjuring, but Sinister's pretty pretty rough. I couldn't put it above The Conjuring, but I I, I could totally understand why somebody would put it above. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, also, disturbing factor too. It's pretty disturbing as well. So yeah. It's been, like it's been a while since I've seen it. I I only watched it the one time when you and I did, but that was like oh, what, really? three three four years ago. Yeah. Well, I mean, the footage he finds is like pretty messed up stuff. So. Yeah. Might just see that one again because I'm yeah. starting to forget forget it. 
yeah things that happen but uh yeah. but yeah I, I thought you were gonna go with paranormal activity because i know you've seen that one yeah but... i know but like we were kind of talking before this podcast and like talking about how we kind of wanted to pick stuff that maybe you know people wouldn't think of um yeah and i thought of sinister and it's like well why not just categorize it as found footage i mean it he does yeah. exactly what the category says so true yeah fair enough <laughs> <laughs> uh, so uh, gothic horror this is a genre that I think I like the idea of mm-hmm. more than the execution usually uh, I think the execution is pretty difficult to pull off yeah but and the, make it the, not feel dumb the idea I love yeah yeah the execution Agreed. I think it can, I think it that can was be really silly. well said I think that was really well said thank you um, um so what, what's your choice for gothic horror mine is the 1931 version of dracula Ooh, i still haven't seen that i want to see so it so good it okay. is so good cool. I, um i tell this story from when i was little um my dad was always bewildered by this but i would watch like c- contemporary horror movies like um or things that he thought would be scary to a kid like i remember his example was always like van helsing with hugh jackman in it and, you know, mm-hmm. there's, like, all these, like, huge monsters and lots of gore and gross stuff happening on the screen. And that didn't scare me at all. But then um, I watched Dracula from 19, 1931, you know, and Dracula puts his, he covers his face with his arm and his cape yeah. thing. And I was terrified. I mean, like, <laughs> so afraid of just that one motion. <laughs> but, yeah. like, I wasn't afraid of contemporary uh, monster movies at all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's interesting. I want to check this one out because um, I, I I'm starting to get into more of the uh, really old like silent film era horror movies mm-hmm. because obviously that's like when the horror genre originated. Mm-hmm. And um, we might talk about one later. Cool. Um, but uh, but but yeah, I do want to check that one out and like Frankenstein or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and Nosferatu because mm-hmm. um, I I would have watched that one in prep for this, but. It's so close to coming out on its 100th anniversary at this oh, point, really? or not coming out obviously because it already came out almost 100 years ago. Right. But its 100th anniversary is coming up, wow. and I want to watch it then because yeah, that'd be cool. When it like, when else are you gonna have that opportunity to watch a super famous movie that came out 100 years ago and then be mm-hmm. able to say you watch it for the first time then? Yeah, I mean, you know, it's gonna become a more common thing to have that opportunity, but right now it's not common at all. Yeah, that, that's kind of <laughs> what I meant. It, it'll it'll start happening. Yeah, just as time eventually. continues. <laughs> yeah, but I just think that'd be cool. So absolutely. Um, but yeah, um, Dracula. I gotta check that one out. I'm gonna go yeah. with um, a more modern choice, not a movie that came out like this decade or last or anything, but from the '90s. Um, so definitely more modern. Uh, yeah, more modern than the the '30s. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, uh, I'm gonna go with Tim Burton's Sleepy Hollow. Mm, yeah, super good. Yeah, I really super like good. that one. Um, it's probably my favorite of like the stereotypical gothic horror movies I've seen because mm-hmm. you know they it's it's all about the setting. It's usually yeah. got a haunted house. It's usually got some romance in there. Yeah. Um, and so like I think one that could have been a lot better was Crimson Peak. Agreed. Um, Crimson Peak was fun in the theaters, and then that was about it. Yeah. <laughs> and, but but Sleepy Hollow, I think overall really nails it. Yeah, um, yeah, the, no, the I completely agree. You know, like when you would have a DVD that you played so much that it started to get wore out. Yeah, that was Sleepy Hollow at our house. We really? Yeah, we watched that movie constantly. 
I don't know why. <laughs> I've I mean, only seen good, it once. But... It was a while back, and I really liked it. I'd like to see it again, but um, it's uh, it's it's kind of spooky. I like the atmosphere, like the color correction in it, where it's like mm-hmm. this really dark gray. Everything overtone. is so like gaunt. I think gaunt yes. is a really good word for that movie. Yeah, very gothic, I guess. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, it very much has that tone of a traditional gothic horror movie and i think within the last um i don't know 25 years it's probably the best one to have come out wow yeah yeah that's pretty good some people might would say the others but Mm -hmm. uh i actually have not seen the others i i knew exactly what was happening from that movie from the very first scene so (laughs) that that just kind of i I enjoyed it i enjoyed it but it i knew exactly how the movie was going to unfold literally from the first scene and that's not something that usually happens so it that brings it a little bit down for me sure could have been as good as sleepy hollow if that if maybe i was shocked by the end but right but oh well fair enough sleepy hollow is my choice though cool so uh natural horror this is uh an interesting one this is like obviously the type of horror where it's you've got like a not a fictional monster but like an actual doing air quotes yeah. monster. I mean, so you've got like sharks, bugs, birds, yeah. that type of thing. The air. The air. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> any 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 like natural hint, hint. occurrence that could be depicted in a horrific fashion. Right. So cool. Cool. Are I'm gonna Yeah, I think I am. The back and what forth swapping is trickier than I thought. It's getting a little um, difficult. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna go with the birds. Yeah, Alfred Hitchcock's The Birds. Yeah, I knew you were. I knew you were. That's a good. That's good. I mean, yeah, it's it's not as most famous. People know about it, and I know a lot of people who have seen it, but they're not people our age. Yeah, right. And, right. and I think um, if it were remade today, it would be terrifying. You think so? And it still is, I think. But I think a lot of people our age should check it out because. Um, I think it's a very entertaining Alfred Hitchcock movie, and I think um, if some people our age that aren't like in, in their twenties aren't um, very familiar with some of the older mm-hmm. horror movies, this would be an easy one, like an easy first start. Yeah, I, I would think. agree. But it's got a lot of uh, different interpretations you can have from it. Like you can have a very literal interpretation of it, very metaphorical and in different ways. Like there's a lot of apocalyptic themes in it, um, and the whole movie is just about a bunch of birds attacking and um so every for a while like if i'm walking around and i had just seen the movie and then you see a flock of birds i'm like oh no <laughs> it's kind of creepy and it uh kind of can make birds not the same yeah for you mentally so right. um yeah right okay the birds Good. cool what's your choice um so i grew up in colorado and growing up i was terrified of the wind that's kind of why i said the air but for some reason, I, was I figured you were going something with that. Yeah. Um, Colorado is a really windy state. And so, like, I was always afraid that I was going to fly away. And while this has nothing to do with flying away, um, <laughs> I picked The Happening with Mark Wahlberg. OK, I, I've uh, I haven't I haven't seen that, but I've never heard anything good about it except. For yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, well, I mean, that's why I picked it for this list, because it's not our favorites. It's just like kind of a fun collection of horror movies from each genre. Right. Um, so I picked The Happening. You know, it's it's a definitely a different one. But I mean, basically, <laughs> the premise is that, like, when the wind blows, if you get, like, caught in the draft, it makes you commit suicide. 
Um, so oh, it's weird. It's definitely very weird. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I I know a lot of people who like hate this movie. Well, that's fine. I mean, yeah. I don't absolutely hate it, but um, like I said, it's not my favorite. But if you yeah. haven't seen it, I mean, I think it's worth a watch just to like know what it is. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and it's definitely an original concept. So, if I ever um decide to finish M Night Shyamalan's filmography. I'll have to watch that one, but I haven't yeah. seen that one. I've seen I like mean, more than half of his movies, but yeah, I think I've seen probably right around half, maybe more than half. I'm not sure, but the happening, um, definitely a weird one for him. Yeah. But so is every single one of his movies. Also Mark Wahlberg, a weird choice for him, but you know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, obviously the, I think the, the more traditional answer for natural horror for most people would just be jaws. Yeah, um, right. But who hasn't seen Jaws, you know? Like, right. why would we recommend Jaws? So, <laughs> Go watch <laughs> birds... this movie no one's ever heard of. It's called Jaws. <laughs> yeah. And who directed it? Was it that Steven Spielberg guy that nobody really knows of? Something like that. <laughs> Something like that. Some um, weird name. Yeah, but The Birds is definitely one that not everybody has seen. It was definitely more popular back in its day. Right. And uh, The Happening... Maybe not more popular back in the day. Yeah. But, <laughs> but, I don't think people reacted positively to it from what I but understand. People but people have not seen it, so there you from, go. Like, correct me if I'm wrong, but it's just one that's almost just like so weird it's laughable. Yeah, yeah. So if you guys, I guess I can it, I mean, it depends, it depends on like um, your suspension of belief, I guess. Uh, yeah. You know, and how much you're willing to like give the director your suspension of disbelief. <laughs> Yeah, correct me if I'm wrong, but it sounds like one of those types of movies that if it, if it is that laughably bad kind of horror movie, you could just turn it on with a bunch of friends and it'd be right. way more fun that way than just Yeah, I mean, I would agree. Yourself. I mean, I felt that way about Old, which is his newest release. Yeah. Um, that was I wasn't kind of, huge that, on that. That was pretty laughable at times, I thought. Yeah, so. I was not a fan of that one. I have another laughable one coming up here pretty quickly, too. Okay, cool. Uh, is it is it, well the next one your psychological horror is it that is it no that it's, category? A, it's it's a couple categories down okay well before we get to that what is your psychological horror choice misery from 1990 ooh yeah okay yeah. cool yeah another um, maybe not as stereotypical choice for the category um, but I mean it's all about the main character's psyche and his ability to um, keep his brain from completely losing it while he's totally been, like kidnapped by this super fan of his he's a writer and most people probably know the story by now but he's a writer and he has this super fan and he's in a he's in a car accident and she quote-unquote rescues him but then won't yeah. let him won't let him leave her house so i guess it depends on your definition of rescue <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah right <laughs> right so but i mean misery is a classic it's so good the book is awesome um yeah yeah it's great yeah, I, I, I didn't know what you're going to go with this one because there's so many. Like, this is my favorite genre of horror, and I could go on and on about it. Like like I said, my favorite of all time is Psycho. That's obviously mm -hmm. a psychological horror movie. Um, you could have gone with The Shining easily. You know, there's so many mm -hmm. in this category that we could have talked about that we have already talked about in other episodes. So I kind of want to go in a different direction. I've got two choices. I don't know which one I want to go with, but I think what I'm going to do is go with the old option again and then the modern option. And this is going back to 1920, the wow. cabinet of Dr. Caligari. Wow. 
Wow, look at you, film buff. Yeah. This is <laughs> I, I I wouldn't have known about it if I hadn't actively looked up old silent horror movies. Right. You know, I mean I think I wanted I've heard to, of it to be honest with you. I wanted to try to familiarize myself with this category, and this is one that comes in like the top five or three of every list that I find. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just the one that I just ended up watching first for whatever reason. Right. And I think because it's over a hundred years old, is one hundred and one years old. Um, it's uh, there. It's a silent movie. The obviously the the camera techniques and the overall just filmmaking is very different. Yeah, from today. And I think just because it's so unfamiliar, that kind of inherently makes it scary. Like, its age inherently makes it scary. Right. And so, just kind of watching something that's very unfamiliar like that, really late at night, and uh, I, I don't know, it was spooky. Mm. Plus, it was like one of like the really early plot twists in mm. movies. Right. Um, and I, and I don't, I wouldn't have expected myself to predict it because it was just such a different experience. But the ending totally caught me off guard. I was like, "Whoa, okay, this is interesting. It's a right. pretty good plot twist." I have to, look, um, I have to watch it. Where did you watch it on? Like what? Platform? You could, you can find it on YouTube. You could just go gotcha. on YouTube and, and and play it. But um, I found it on Amazon first before on I Amazon. knew it was on YouTube. Yeah. Um, but uh, cool. there's a couple like different versions out there with different um scores. Right. Um, whichever one I I don't know who composed the version that I had seen, but um, I I really liked the music in it. It very much complemented that era. I feel like and the tone of the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I, there's a lot of different versions with the score, and I I think it's possible that the original like the original score isn't out there anymore. I could be oh, wrong, really? but that that what I read could be incorrect. So like I didn't fact check that. But um, that's possible. Hmm. But it was um, a very interesting experience, and this got me interested to check out some of these other ones from back then. Like you talked about Dracula or whatever, right? Um, which is crazy. I wow, think this a, is eleven years older than than Dracula. It has a ninety nine on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, <laughs> it was really good. Like I really liked it. And it's like if you go in Letterbox and filter out uh, horror movies from that decade, right? Like I think it's the second one that comes up. Wow, that's cool. Um, I'm definitely like, gonna under have to watch under this. most popular. Yeah, it's good, and it's not super long either. Yeah, it says it's fifty-one um, minutes, so it's like under an hour. Uh, I think it's there's a version on YouTube out there that is that short, but mm-hmm. it's not the full thing. Oh, okay, gotcha. So it's like seventy something minutes, I think. Gotcha. Yeah. Cool. I'll yeah, I hope you. I can help you find the correct one. Yeah, that'd be good. But yeah, but that's a good one. My other option was Take Shelter, which is a modern one, and it's uh, uh very underrated. I think it's got okay. um. Um, Michael Shannon mm-hmm. as the main lead and then Jessica Chastain's in it. Um, and he plays this guy that's kind of going through like this mental breakdown, but you don't really know if he is or not. It, maybe it's just that nobody believes him. So right. if you do have a very literal interpretation of the movie, it could easily classify under the natural horror category. But by the end of the movie, you could actually have like four to five different, there's four or five different in- interpretations of what actually happened. Um, right. It's really interesting. It can make some, for some really good debates. Cool. And I don't know anybody who's seen it, so I haven't been able Whoa. to have those debates. <laughs> what is it called? Take Shelter. It's okay. really good. Cool. It might be more of the psychological thriller, but for whatever reason, like it's categorized as horror, and there are some right. pretty scary moments and intense moments, but um, I really want to know what somebody else thinks of the ending. I just I just don't know anybody who's seen it. I might have to, so. might have to watch it. 
but it's really good. It came out like I want to say 2011. Cool. So sweet. Yeah. All right, moving on to science fiction horror. Yeah. Um, was it my turn? Yes, I believe it is. We should have done this back and forth. Yeah, <laughs> I guess not. But anyway, we're we're almost done, so I guess might as well keep it up. I'm gonna go with uh, this is an obvious, this is a very obvious one. Um, but I'm only doing this because it was a 2021 release. I'm gonna recommend A Quiet Place Part Two. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I thought about it. I thought about it. Um, love both those movies. Uh, oh yeah, totally. I like two better. Uh, really? But I, yeah, wow. But I, I like the original better. Movies. But they're they're equal for me in terms of quality. Like it's it's it. I really have a hard time choosing. But I would have to go with the first one just because yeah. of how original it was. Right. The second one I think might might have been even more tense. Yeah. But um, I just wish the second one was longer. It needed to be longer. Maybe a little bit. Yeah. But. I think I don't know how many people have seen it. I don't remember how well it did in the box office. I think it actually did pretty it well. Did, overall. It did really well, if I remember right. It did really well. I can check it up, or I can look it up. But it's uh, um, it it was really good. I really enjoyed it. I saw it in IMAX, and I like if you guys haven't gotten a chance to check it out yet this year, definitely check it out because it is a it's a worthy sequel to, um, mm. the original by by yep. far. Um, definitely. Okay, yeah, it definitely did well. It, it, I mean, I don't think it made quite as much as the original, but um, it made $297.4 million. So, right. Yeah. Yeah, that's not bad. Um, my pick is not as popular at the box office, I don't think, but it okay. is The uh, the Invisible Man. Yes, that hit. That was the last movie I saw in theaters before covid hit and mm-hmm. then theater shut down so right. yeah I, I don't think it did very well but no. it was really good but it is it good. really blew me away yeah yeah i i think the um there's something about the cinematography uh that was really well done and also like yeah how they constructed the shots like there's a lot of shots of like a blank room like an empty room or like an empty hallway and it's like what are we mm-hmm. looking at and then it's like wait what are we looking at? Are we looking right, at him yeah. or not? <laughs> yeah. I thought the production was very slick in yeah. that movie. Yeah. Like it was absolutely. very, very well done. Yeah, absolutely. It, it had a big, uh, big opportunity to um, not do well at all. Like, and be kind of oh, yeah. just a flub. But it, yeah. did, it did good. It was, it was nice. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I wasn't expecting a lot because usually you have a horror movie that comes out in like the first quarter of a year. Mm-hmm. That's not a good sign. Yeah. And this was before like, movies were consistently like getting postponed. <laughs> yeah, but it looks so good. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, um, and The Invisible Man was a nice surprise. Yeah, absolutely. I thought. And actually one of my favorite movies from last year. Wow. I don't know if I'd put it that high, but I liked it. I, I didn't it see fun. a lot. Last year, so <laughs> take yourself. it, <laughs> take it with a grain of salt. Yeah, but, yeah, fair enough. Cool, but yeah, that's a good choice. I didn't know what you're going to do for this one because I thought for a while you're going to go with life, but then you did that for body horror. Yeah, so. well, I just I don't watch very many body horror movies, so I picked life just because like it's a different one. So <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Um, so yeah, all right, moving on, slasher horror. Um. Another genre I'm just not a fan of. Uh, I've got a good one for this. Uh, I, I I truly dislike many slasher movies because I I find I just really find them stupid. Mm-hmm. Um, overall, like 
I'm not a fan of uh, the. Let's go with a classic one, Nightmare on Elm Street. We talked about that. Yeah, I, not, I just really don't fan. like it. Not a fan. It's just, it, to me, it's just all surface, no substance. I'm not just, a fan of Jason. Um, not a fan yeah, of that, Freddy Krueger. The only one I feel like is okay, and maybe because there's like some. Um, emotional connection with the, the the protagonist of the movie but halloween there's you I th- have an emotional connection with no the no no the, the, oh. no the character has like <laughs> an actual reasonable yeah emotional reasoning behind what she's doing right you know whereas i thought you everybody you else had an emotional connection to like Jamie oh yeah I, I'm, or something. very much so yeah <laughs> I, I i relate to halloween <laughs> no i i guess i could have phrased it better but anyway it's i think that one like actually had it like it's not all surface it flushes there it is substance to it yeah and that's why i'm all right with that one but, i love halloween um, for a person who is not big on the slasher genre i love halloween but um over like that's just kind of my preface to why I'm not a huge fan of the slasher genre, even though but Halloween is one that works for me. But that's actually not my choice. I was just kind of giving the famous example there. My yeah, my it's choice. Not, it's not my choice either. Okay, but I, I know you're a big fan of that one. Yeah, right? definitely. Okay, I'm going to go with Scream. Okay, cool. Fair enough. Because it takes everything I hate about the genre, flips it on its head. Did you see the and a very. Um, trailer for the new one yeah i thought it looked good i thought it looked good too um but what i like about scream is that it takes everything i hate about the genre and it kind of pokes fun at it in a satirical manner yeah so it could easily be a comedy horror yeah option i was wondering but it if is you still were still a slasher or comedy horror actually um no i ready or not was just so fun yeah it, yeah ready um, or not was i think scream's good. a better movie but i think scream fits the slasher category better i agree so i put it here agreed um but it's it like uh, I think the twists and turns in it are fun. It was almost like a, a slasher whodunit, mm-hmm. which is a different take on it because you're like, who's in this? Right. Who's behind the mask? Right. Whereas you you know who's behind the mask and all the other ones. Right. And uh and, and so yeah, I, I I really enjoyed it. Um, I thought it was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Well, cast was great too. Um, to kind of play off that, I picked one that has almost a whodunit e vibe where you don't you're not okay. you're not supposed to know who the killer is um <laughs> malignant <laughs> okay <laughs> okay we can, i guess we can get into that <laughs> we talk hey we talked about like picking kind of weird fun ones um if you haven't seen malignant um which is totally justified by the way yeah it's like it's brand new maybe um just give it a try. I think it's. I gave it you, a try. <laughs> you might hate it. Very. You, if you like slashers, you might still hate it, but you might also think it's kind of weird and interesting. Um, I don't hate it. I don't. I wouldn't say that I like it though either. But it's definitely interesting, and it made me think about the choices that James Wan or James Wan, however you want to say it, uh, how how he you know, made his decisions with it. Yeah. Um, so I watched it because obviously it was new. I try to see as many new movies as I can. Yeah. And I'm a James Wan fan and, um, I like, I've liked his horror movies. It was easily my least favorite of the ones of his I've seen. I um, would completely agree, but I'm still like intrigued by it on like every level. 
I was entertained to an extent, but by the end, I was like, yeah, you guys <clears throat> lost me with this. He, he's too um, good. But my thing is, like, he's too good for that not to be purposefully, like, bad, in a sense. Like, it's like a, almost, like, bad um, to a point where it seems on purpose. It Yeah. I mean, I could agree with that, but it just, I, I don't know. It, it just uh, wasn't my thing but I'm, I'm so what i'm doing here I'm, I'm trying to find a text that you sent me when you started watching it um <laughs> yeah i hated it at the i was like what is this you were like did you actually finish the movie and i was <laughs> like um yeah and then <laughs> well because uh, I, I was like like sam and i um couldn't decide you're like this is we horrible we're gonna wa- whether we were gonna continue watching because it was like phenomenally bad but then it's like this has to be on purpose. I mean, he's way too good of a director to have him just just have a flub like that. Here it is. You said, "Yo, did you finish Malignant?" I said, "What do you mean?" Your fiance says, "It's like so bad." And you said, "Did you watch the whole thing?" I said, "I watched the whole thing." Dot dot dot. And you said, "Does it get better than the first ten minutes?" I said, "If I start a movie, I have to finish. I'm one of those people." And then I said, "Depends on your definition of better." You said, uh, "This is probably the worst written movie I have seen in a long time." I mean, this is terrible. I don't know if we will finish it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's that bad where it's like what, but also it's so bad that you like have to finish it because you like want to know if it gets better. Um, we were going back and forth whether we should finish it or not, like whether we should waste our time with it or not. And we decided to finish it. And I'm glad that we did. I'm really glad that we did. Cause it was, it was campy. I think he is doing something on purpose. He is definitely, yeah. he's not just that bad of a writer. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was, it was, uh, it was, it was campy. It was intentional. Um, I, I thought like it was, a uh, another like slickly produced, horror movie like yeah. it was very stylish yeah um, it was definitely stylized that's for sure but i kind of found it to be predictable which it was might, definitely might be intentional and i've come across so many people online that said it wasn't at all like they, they were totally blown away i was like how but whatever um but yeah i, don't, I mean it just I, I was not wasn't really my thing. at all but no yeah, I mean, but, I mean, entertaining, sure, but entertaining, it just, but I think interesting more than entertaining. I think, yeah, it was entertaining, but it's more like, why did he do that? Like, I think you have yeah. to, I think you have to question it deeper in order to like actually enjoy the movie. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely polarized audiences. Like, there are people that absolutely love it. There are people who hate it. There's people that are just kind of I'm in the not like in me, either where it's of like, those. yeah, yeah. I, I would lean more towards was, dislike, but I don't hate it. Yeah, you know? I thought the movie was meh, but it, I think what he's doing is very interesting. Yeah, like it has its qualities. Yeah, there are interesting elements to it, but it just—I I don't know. I—I I guess I didn't vibe with it all that well. Sure. Overall. So but, we're on our last category. Last category, and this might be the most famous one. Yeah, uh, supernatural horror. I think this is probably the the type people tend to think of the most because you've yeah. got the Conjuring, the Exorcist, and those types. Um, and obviously, everybody's seen those. So, um, what is your choice for supernatural horror? After all, I think you said this was your favorite, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think yeah. I did. Um, so I have an interesting one here. And full transparency, I haven't seen this for a very long time. So, like, don't okay. ask me to break down the plot because I'm gonna, okay. I'm going to get stuff wrong. Um, but I grew up again, watching this quite a lot. It's one of my mom's favorites. So just because it's my mom, we watched it frequently. Um, and I'm going to go with the Omen from 1976. 
Cool. Give everybody a rundown of what it's about. <laughs> um, it's about a child who is like more than likely the Antichrist. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, mean, I was reading about that one before. Like on a very basic sense, you know, this fam- this, this couple is trying to have a baby and they are kind of struggling uh, with getting pregnant and like keeping the baby alive up into um, birth. And so they choose to adopt this little boy named Damien. Um <laughs> And they start to wonder if he's the devil. So wow, yeah. I mean, it's dark. it's really good. It's really good. Um, yeah, I've heard good things about that one. Yeah, I, I mean, it, I think it was really well done. <laughs> and also, like, whenever I would do something like bad, which was often as a kid, I was kind of a horrible child. My parents, <laughs> my parents would call me Damien. <laughs> oh wow. <laughs> so, but no, I mean, it's kind of an it's kind of an insult. It, it definitely is. <laughs> um, but no, I mean, it's good. It's a good movie. So, and if you haven't seen it, it's definitely worth your time. So, yeah, I, uh, I'll check that one out because, uh, I've heard good things about it. I just haven't gotten around to that one yet. Yeah. I just um, didn't want to go but, with like the conjuring, you know? Right. Because <laughs> everybody has seen it. Everybody's seen all of them, you right. know? Yeah. So, and everything in that universe. Um, and there are some duds in there, mm-hmm. but, uh, <laughs> I, I'm going to, it's an, another one where I've got an old choice and a modern choice and I don't know what I want to do. I went um, old. So why don't you go new? Okay. Uh, I'm going to go with Mike Flanagan's Oculus. I have not seen that. Dude. All right. So Mike Flanagan, I think, is one of the best horror directors working today, if not the best. I think he might have actually surpassed James Wan now after he did Malignant um, it's, that we just it's, talked it's about. Wan, but okay. Oh, whatever. <laughs> and so, but I think with Oculus, um, then he had like Gerald's Game. He has... Gerald's um, Game is another good one. Yeah. Hush. Uh, the Haunting of Hill House and Blind Manor. I haven't seen Midnight Mass yet, but he's got so many really good movies that have come out with and TV shows that have come out within the past ten years. And Oculus is one that I think you can really start to see his style coming in fruition because one of his earlier ones, I think, it was twenty thirteen. And it's a slow burn for like the the first um, maybe I don't know two acts of the movie, but when you get to the finale, it it goes total <laughs> bonkers. It's crazy. And there are some things that happened that were shocking, frightening, just eerie. Um, shocking, frightening. I like. This. I mean, it, keep, keep listing adjectives. I'm digging it. Horrific, <laughs> terrifying, scary, creepy, Love it. spooky, haunting. <laughs> I, could, I don't know, but anyway, um, it's. Uh, I don't know. It, it's really good, and uh, I, I was I was uh, surprised by the like. When it was going, like, for the first act or two, I was like, this is this is okay. This is decent. Mm-hmm. Not wowed by it. I still wouldn't say it's amazing because, you know, it was a slow burn. Yeah. Slower than necessary burn for a while. I'm but then by the end, right I, was like, I was like, wow. It looks, the pretty, ending was, looks pretty spooky. The ending was nuts. Ending was nuts. So I'd recommend that. And I can't help myself. i got to throw my old choice out here, um, which is uh, Carnival of Souls. You heard Another that? one that I have not seen. It's from the 60s. It was a lower budget horror movie that came out back then, but I still thought it was pretty spooky. Okay. I didn't like it wasn't predictable. Um I think it's another one of those similar to The Birds where if it were remade today, it could be really good. Especially like if you watch it in the perspective that it's it's an old movie and there's a, you know, the the I don't know if the entire vision was brought to fruition, mm-hmm. but it kind of became this cult classic over time. Um it's a uh, it was it was pretty spooky, pretty good. A little slow, but I, I still really liked it. Um, and I think it 
it'd be one of like the old horror movies I'd like to see being remade along with the birds. I think both of those would be pretty cool. But so yeah, Oculus, Carnival Souls, those are my um, natural horror. Su- sorry, supernatural horror choices. Sweet. I think that wraps it up. It does. That wraps up our ten horror subgenres. Obviously, there's more. You could break down these subgenres even into some sub subgenres, <laughs> but um, if you really wanted to. But uh, there's no point in that. So these are just the ten. It gives us a broad enough, uh, I, I don't know, broad enough variety of horror movies for spooky season 2021. Yeah, I mean, I think I think you can get a lot of really fun stuff out of this list. Um, that oh yeah, generated that you probably haven't seen before. So yes, go watch yeah. some movies, people. Check it out, guys. So uh, yeah, Tucker, this was a lot of fun. Yeah, man. Um, Thank you so much for having me. I had a blast. It's always yeah, cool man. to talk about horror. <laughs> Yeah, man. Uh, where can people find you in social media? Um, so my personal accounts are pretty much just my name, Tucker Wolf. Um, I'm on all the platforms pretty much. But I also recently started a new small business um, called Wolf Media Group. So you can also check that out um, at wolfmediagroup.com and all of the social platforms as well, just under Wolf Media Group. So Do you, do you want to tell everybody what that's about? Uh, yeah, so I mean, I'm a I'm a content writer, so I can help small businesses and creatives and organizations uh basically clarify their written content so yeah be sure to go have a look at the website i'm pretty excited cool well i'll be sure to link all of your information in the description of this episode but once again tucker thanks for joining me today in this episode it was a lot of fun yeah thank you so much for having me i had a i had a blast i hope you enjoyed this episode and if you did be sure to follow or subscribe to the mcneil and friends podcast wherever you listen to podcasts and leave a rating and review if you want to help support the podcast you can follow the McNeil and Friends podcast on Instagram at mcneil.and.friends.podcast. Message me on Instagram to let me know your favorite horror movies. You can also follow me on Letterboxd at McNeil Mulligan Letterboxd, where I post the movies I watch and write reviews. Also, you can find the McNeil and Friends podcast on Twitter. You can also find the McNeil and Friends podcast on Patreon. Support this podcast by becoming a patron if you so desire. All of this information can be found on the McNeil and Friends podcast website at www.mcneilandfriendspodcast.com. And you can find a link that will take you to all of these locations in the description of this episode. If you made it to the end of this episode, congratulations. And once again, thank you for listening. (laughs) 